What's happening with you? Uh, just been. Uh, Don't care, really. Yeah, fine. I'm, I'm not going to do a big intro. Okay. Hi, I'm Ian, he's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys, we're chatting about goth films. It's the Guys on Film podcast. Oh. What's that? That's the sort of noise a goth, a goth makes. Oh, wow, that really translates. That really hits well, home well, when you listen When you listen to it back, and I've put the bats on it, and, the, and it sounds like it's in a cave... Hmm. With the organ behind it, the the spooky organ, and then you go oh, yeah. Then you sound, okay, sound like is... Elvis. You, in fact, you don't. You sound like an Elvis impersonator. Okay. I was going to ask you, what's the most goth thing you've seen on Facebook? I mean, I suppose the most goth thing I've seen is like parents who've who've bought their children like black <laughs> romper suits because you know they're they're very goth, and they're okay. like ha 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 ha. So that's probably the most goth thing that I've I've seen. Yeah. Oh, what what was that laugh? Can you do the laugh again? Ha 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 ha. Nice. That's that's like kind of Dracula style. And do you want to know the second most goth thing I've seen? And I see it every year. Is I think we should acknowledge the fireworks going off in the background in my house. I'm not acknowledging. But they're sustained, so I don't really know what they're for. I think, in fact, these Dave are the these are sustained. these are the fireworks that I've. Um, ordered for the goth episode in celebration of the first episode of the new guys on film year yeah so we did so we've gone from wrestlers to goths and there might be a crossover in there somewhere might be you know all right do you want to do you want to tell us what's in the zone uh, the only reason the i brought on facebook one. facebook is just because facebook.com forward slash guys on film if you want to check stuff out maybe post oh. as your most goth comment seamless uh yeah so the second one is Around this time of year, uh, you get some of the the goths of Facebook coming out saying that they've had their first pumpkin spice latte of the year. <laughs> That's not goths. It is. That's like it's got pumpkin Shelley in the title. and HR <laughs> and goths. Okay, and goths as well. Fine. Yeah. All right. Well, what's in this so dolly? Well, uh, so first up, Seggy one. If we're going in chrono chronological order, I've got a whole bunch of uh, vegetable sound effects that can be used as gore effects, like gory body injury effects. So you're going to have to tell me a what is the vegetable and two what is the injury. Okay. 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 So that's that's the game. Uh, we're gonna have a life score. You're probably gonna go, oh, Blade Runner was really good. I really loved it. It just makes me think so much. And then we're gonna go on to our deep dive about um, about goths and films that goths might like. Does that sound about okay. right? It sounds about yeah. I've got some stuff written down about that. You might have <laughs> to do the lion's share, but that's fine. Um, one one other thing. Did you have a goth face? Because I call you a goth, but. Well, we're going to get to that, so... Oh, we're going to get to that? Yeah, you can ask, ask right. me that again in the main meat of the goth section. I bet you the listeners can't wait till after this jingle. Guys on film. Yeah, but guys, we'll talk about film. It's the Guys on film podcast for real. You know what guys talk about film. It's the Guys on film podcast for real. Segment one. Do you want to go to the folder on Google Drive? Okay, by the way, number one is an AIF file. Well, I mean, we're just going to really be, you know, riding by the seats of our pants here. Um, I don't know if that's going to work on my I computer. I think it will. I think it will. I think okay. it will. Oh, God, this is annoying. That's fine. <laughs> you coping. It's got funny. Fucking classic. Shut up. <laughs> Mate, I, nah, can we just start from two? Oh, yeah, fine. Okay, let's go from two. Go. All right. Two. That's so not you, in a you... film, is it? No, it's not in a film. This is isolated veg sounds. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's, let's have one more listen to that one. It, it sounds good. 
you've got to put yourself in the mind, the mind of a sound designer or a serial killer. And what what does that sound like to you? Same so thing first of case, all, mate. first of all, what is the produce? I think the produce is based on the high pitched uh, crack. Yeah. And snap, and then the sort of peel sound afterwards. I'm going to yeah. say celery, and or spring onions. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it. Well, I think it's celery. Okay, you're wrong on that. On that front, it's a carrot. Okay. It's okay. actually a carrot. So, what would you use that sound to? Like in an injury, a film injury, what would you use it for? In a gory way. In a gory way. Maybe for somebody attacking someone with a biro and it pierces <laughs> the skin. Right. Okay. So just really flicking them, flicking them on the head with a biro, like. <laughs> no i mean like ah, them ah. them going at the like neck or chest and popping the chest with a biro okay piercing the skin popping through I, I'm, um, I'm going maybe maybe um uh, a, a breaking back of the little finger uh yeah maybe what do yeah. you think i get yeah I get, I get that yeah you get you get you hear that yeah okay I so you can hear that but the, i mean is there is there an answer no, there there isn't an answer, but we're just we're just spitballing here. Oh, I thought you maybe did some research and and like had a list of you know uses from films. Never mind, you know we'll we'll, we'll get on with this anyway. We potentially could have done that, but I didn't. Yeah, probably potentially you could have done. Yeah. So the next one, Trace. Trace. So that sounds like someone eating a carrot. <laughs> it's not all it's not all carrot based mate that person needs to close their mouth when they eat I know it's disgusting isn't it disgusting um, everyone everyone with their headphones on is going to be having a hella bad time right now hella carrot eating in their brain it's all veg is it <sighs> it's produce you can buy it all of this stuff you could buy oh, well, that's it crisps a... then that's crisps no 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 hold on you could buy all this stuff in a greengrocer's Oh, for fuck's sake. In a high street greengrocer. Okay? So that's right. your fruit. That's your veg. That's your salad items. I mean, maybe it's an apple, but it really doesn't sound like it. Is it an apple? to say what an apple sounds like. Yes, it's an apple, yeah. I mean, I've never eaten an apple quite so flamboyantly. <laughs> Are you sure? Like... <sighs> Actually, saying that, Open talking mic. about noisy eating, um, when I was watching Blade Runner the other week, I actually moved seats because the person next to me was eating nachos far too loud. Yeah. It's this whole thing where people crunch, but the mouth is still open. Yeah. Like, create a seal first, then crunch. Muffle the sound. I'm very much for creating a seal, but not too soon, because there's some people in my work who eat their breakfast cereal. Yeah. And uh, when they're eating their breakfast cereal, they sort of slam their their spoon into their mouth too quickly and smash it against their teeth. Right, I have. I mean, that, but that's that's, that's just really as annoying. Premature. It's not. It's not so disgusting, but it's just as annoying. And you know that they're just doing the teeth no good. Yeah. So, what would you use this sound effect for? What what gore injury? Okay, so I would use the start of it. Maybe someone's got someone in a headlock. Yeah. Yeah. And they begin to twist the neck. Yeah. And then ah. once once it gets to the point where it breaks, then it's a sort of sustained. Oh yeah, yeah ah yeah, got ya. Now that's good. Yeah, you dig. Okay, what would you say? I was thinking maybe you could freeze, like sort of freeze dry someone's arm, and then a, and then someone might bite into it. <laughs> so basically, a a, a biting based thing that's around the same consistency as an apple. <laughs> somehow make the body into the same kind of consistency and texture uh, as as an apple yeah okay yeah uh, right, so do you want to go for the go for no, go for the next one numero 4 so i i think this one's a cabbage <laughs> okay yeah i mean you oh, can okay. get that from a local greengrocer's so yeah it's like peeling the top leaves of cabbage off and then slicing it or sitting. Okay. What 
What actually is it? Can you reveal the truth? I can reveal the truth to be a watermelon being cut and stabbed. So you can kind of hear the inner flesh and you can also hear a little bit of the very thick watermelon skin being peeled off as well. Okay. Should we listen again? Go on in, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I I mean, can I just say what I think this one's going to be? Yeah? Uh, The removal of the top of the skull. Mm, Picture it in your mind. Hannibal. In Hannibal, yeah. Ray Liotta's skull. Yeah. And then... That's his brain beginning to fry. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so you've got one more. Okay. There's a real pop at the end there. Yeah. I mean, it's quite grisly. You can imagine that being put to an image. You're down, you're down the greengrocers. It can't be a carrot. It's not going to be an apple. It's definitely not a melon. Could be celery. Could be celery. Could be a leek. Or spring onion. Or do you think it's too yeah, thin? Yeah, but I think this sounds too thin to be a leek. Thin sound. <laughs> okay. I think this is something that you can peel and crack. Peel and crack. So it's either a crack scenario or a peel scenario or a little bit of both. And slash or slash plus. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to have to push you for an answer here. Okay. Uh, did you always push people around to get the answers you wanted? Uh, well, only in a live time constraint recording situation only in high school and I've gotten (laughs) over that now (laughs) Um, I think it's I'm going to say it's celery just going back to my original yeah I tell you what you've got a good ear for celery Uh, you're (laughs) correct even though out of the two that I answered celery I only got 50% right (laughs) well you know it's like a it's like a a broken clock right right twice a day well, I've only been right once today as far as leaks. <laughs> Celery is correct once a podcast. Yeah, okay. Cool. Uh, what would you use so what do you for? Think? Well, you tell me. The first bit sounds like you could be pulling an eyeball out of a, a, a socket. Mm. The second part, less so. It sounds more brittle like bones. So you're, you're arm wrestling with someone... You you've pulled their eye out and then you've snapped their their wrist. Yeah, or maybe it's like the, over the, the gory too. remake of Over the Top, and somebody's like yeah. broken the arm of of another competitor, so that their arm and the sinews and all that sort of stuff are already broken. But they can like the bad guy continues to push the arm down, and then you just start hearing all of it rip out of the joint. Yeah, nice. There like, we go. Like that was prison. that was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, that was a lovely. You did, you did pretty well. Yeah, yeah. lovely one. Okay. <sighs> there'll be there'll be no more disgusting veg sound for the rest of the podcast. Apart from what's coming out your arse. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. But there'll be part plenty more disgusting veg smells in the deep dive inside the farty submersible. Okay, so should we uh, crack on with life, life scores? scores? Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of 10. Live score. Pro- probably like a, th- a four. How are you yeah. How are you doing, Ollie? I'm genuinely interested. Uh, I think I'm, you know, I think I'm at a, a nine, actually. Ooh, yeah. Um, so we, yeah, we've just come back from Bulgaria, haven't we? From Sofia. Yeah. And it was, it was a real memorable one. Yeah. Uh, you know, we uh, did a duet of Breaking the Law by Judas Priest. Can you remember Judas that? Judas Priest? Yeah. We had uh, that, nice that food. That was actually excellent. And there are images that exist of that. That back that statement up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was excellent. You know, the, the commute home wasn't so excellent, but you, you kind of got to expect that kind of thing, really, haven't you? Uh, yeah. yeah every, I mean, everything's just been fine. I've not. I was just going to say, hangover on the way back is going to be a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what's and, you your know, best we, bit of Bulgaria? I, th- I think it was that. I think it was the breaking the law bit. 
That was what, good. What did, you, what did you think to your other uh, duet with um, tall, semi-muscly, skinny guy uh, who was who basically wanted to have a monopoly on all Bruce Dickinson singing? <laughs> so this was uh, Fear of the Dark by Iron Maiden that I requested Which, which I would say, song titles-wise, is the most goth song title of all the metal songs that yeah. Iron Maiden have done. Yeah, it was it was good. I enjoy I enjoyed that one as well, and we you know we really bonded as well. And then he got up um, about ten minutes later to do a song by I think Halloween, and it just went on and on and on. I think it I think it was Manowar, wasn't it? Something he like did that. man no he did Manowar, but he also did one by Halloween as well, and it just <sighs> it wouldn't stop, it wouldn't quit. Just when you thought Halloween, no it wouldn't quit. Just when you thought there was no more choruses left, another one popped out. It's a little bit like that goth song, um, This Corrosion. Uh, so uh, that Halloween that, actually reminds me that we've got Halloween coming up. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be around to do some home-style um, Halloween dress-up. I'll be away for that. But it's still around the corner. And by the time people listen to this, it'll only be a, a week away if, you, if wow. you're getting it fresh. Wow. Um, or even closer, or in the past, if you're not listening fresh. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but this podcast will still s- sound very fresh. It will sound very spooky, Ollie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what else okay, is going on with you? Well, nothing. That's it, really. You're nine that's... based on Bulgaria bands. Yeah. Yeah. Bulgarian so, best yeah. bits. So how are you? Uh, I'm good. Um Actually, everything I was going to mention is positive, apart from the one thing. My phone's been doing my nothing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you were having a nightmare been, with that, weren't you? It just turns itself off whenever, and it's been charging all the time, and it just it then just turns itself off after it's at 70% or something. doesn't give a care, and it's <laughs> yeah. just doing my head in. So hopefully I'm going to like transition from the... Apple brand to another brand soon because it's just the goth it's not, brand. It's not acceptable, Ollie. It's not acceptable. Um, no. Okay. Yeah, I've got a free weekend this weekend. That's great. Maybe save yep. some money after spending a lot on shots of Jägermeister in Bulgaria. Um, I just remembered that um, girlfriend of the podcast Mandy was on FaceTime for at least ten minutes at the karaoke in Bulgaria. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of it that's going on with me. I I obviously I'm coming off the back of a Bulgarian one as well. And the only downside to that was staying up for around forty nine hours. But like, you get all yeah, yeah, things. yeah. Um, uh, and so, you went, you've been to see uh, Blade Runner, haven't you? So I've seen Blade Runner. Yeah. So in the cinema before it started, I came up with my big opinion. And that's basically an extension of the concept art theory that um, regular listeners be, may be aware of. Yeah, okay. Um, but it, I think this extends the theory. So I, was, I think before, this is always what I've been trying to explain. But okay, originally I was just again. saying films were based on sort of concept art where one plot point sort of doesn't lead to another. It just leads to another place that looks good. Um, it's, not, <laughs> yeah. it's not built for the story. It's just built for the visuals. Um, but I think actually what crystallizes it is that I think now most of the big studios are just making trailers not films yeah so like if you if you look at the trailers for Star Wars and for uh, sorry Star Wars The Last Jedi and uh, the Justice League all the way through them it's just so many of these bits that are Obviously, setups that they're like, oh yeah, just make sure that it looks like this or this or this, so that we will be able to reuse it in as many ways as possible, not just to actually serve what the film's about. So, okay. like, you just get all these scenes where like every character in the Justice League is looking off to the middle distance for no reason, and it's just so that they have and this like heroic pose. Shit. Yeah, there's that as well. Yeah. Especially, especially that because Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman and the Flash. The Flash is like the annoying, nerdy <laughs> light relief. Oh, I've only just become a superhero. <laughs> I'm a young boy. <laughs> I'm super fast. <laughs> sure. And then when all the people disappear from the top of um, the <sighs> police precinct with um, yeah. 
Jim, what's his face? Batman yeah. and all that are gone. And he's like, oh, oh, they How do leave happen? quick, don't they? <laughs> That's well, rude. Yeah, are we supposed to believe that, that the Flash did that? Did what? Is is that what we're is that what we're supposed to believe that the Flash was so fast that he moved them out of the scene? No, <sighs> they all just left quickly because Batman always does that even without the Flash. But the funny thing, scurried, they just silently scurried away. Yeah, they're all Mate. superheroes, Ollie. They're able get to out, get out of it. I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe either scenario. Well, I mean, there's got to be a third. What parts of superhero films do you believe? Because whatever you say here, you're bloody thick. <laughs> thick lad. Uh, okay, so um, what did you think about Blade Runner anyway? Well, you'll be surprised, Ollie. So, despite the fact it's like visually impressive. Yeah. Um, and when I say visually impressive, it is actually magic. Wow. Like the, the look of it is just suiting else. Like it. Yeah, okay. It's like very, very impressive to look at. Yeah. Well, they do. They did, like, about a year ago. They've been... Yeah, fine. Anyway, so... I actually think it it looks great, but it's very long, and it's not as noir as the first film, which is sort of, like, tech-noir sort of vibe that I wanted to get back into. There's a lot of stuff that's spent outside of the sort of darkness of the city and stuff. And Okay, fine, variation and whatnot, but... Yeah. I mean, that was... It didn't feel like a film noir... Give it its own um, visual identity. Yeah, sure. I felt that the slowness was fine, but like given what was covered already from like a themes point of view in the first film, the slowness didn't, I don't think, in my opinion, have enough new concepts for you to be thinking about through the course of it. Like, yeah, it had about as many sort of interesting elements to it, like the um, hologram girlfriend and other like various other aspects that it had about as many as an episode of black mirror but it took about an hour was that an interesting thing a hologram girlfriend well it was interesting just from the point of view of like she doesn't know whether or not she is sentient but also that's the whole fucking film that that's what annoyed me about it and look I, i think i prefer the film a little bit that's the whole film no one in that fucking film knows what they are you it's don't know hitting you are. over the it's hitting you over the head like every ten minutes going ah they just want to be human but they don't know but it's difficult for them even the humans don't know it's just like yeah I get it I, I get it and I got it for like two Ryan Gosling gets it at the end Joe knows yeah. by the end yeah. yeah anyway I just didn't think there was enough to stretch over two hours forty four do you think what two hours forty three maybe. No. No. That was a good joke, though. Yeah. Um, the one thing I thought was great, and this kind of like is... Um, no. Actually, okay. I think he was the one worst element of the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, because he was only uh, in it for like two minutes total. Yeah. But in one of the scenes that he was in, um, one of the things I thought was great, and by the way, when I said this before about... Uh, Rogue One and Princess Leia turning up and being CG young. Um, yeah. I said, like, when these things happen in a way where it's great, you won't notice it. But yeah. when they bring Rachel back in this, I actually think that that was, like, the very yeah. best version of a CG'd character living and breathing that I've, I've seen. It was just great. Wow. Yeah, no, it was very good. Yeah. Spot on. Um, but at the time, like, I spent very little of it going like oh my god that is good i was more in the moment um so here's here's my one other thing about it is what why didn't uh ryan gosling back his girlfriend up to the cloud well this is the thing because like the internet overall doesn't really seem like that much of a thing it's like they've extended the 1980s vision of the future they've still got police databases on 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 some sort of internet do they yeah he's like on, a, on the thing in his on his in his car with his flying roof could could be getting sent by radio like it was in the 80s because they didn't have the internet but they still thought it was possible fine but the point was that when Ridley Scott exec produced and directed um, Prometheus 
he thought he'd go futuristic, but he's learned and gone back to Covenant with 70s style stuff and gone back to 2049 with 80s style stuff. It yeah. looked good. It did look good, the tech stuff. Um, that's kind of it. I had a gripe about handcuffs in the final battle, just not being that cool, but I'll tell you what, let's just move on. Yeah. What's your life I, score anyway? I'd say I'm a 9 out of 10, Ollie, apart from your <laughs> troublesome banter during this life score. So we're in an 18 combined. I'd never combine forces with you. By the way, Ollie, it's like well misty in London. It's like Scotch mist. Right, okay. It's got a pure mist on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I uh, just thought it was quite maybe Blade Runner atmospheric in London at the moment. How's it or in Coventry? Bram Stoker. Yeah. yeah, great segue. Bram, Bram Stoker. Um, so, Ian, because I don't think you really know, tell me what a goth is. Somebody that likes to <laughs> glorify gothic culture and architecture. Glorify? What do you mean glorify? <laughs> what do you mean glorify? <laughs> Uh, well, what does glorify mean? Make a Make spectacle a of. of. Make yeah. a spectacle. Well, yeah, maybe you're right. Well, shut up, you tart. Right, so, what is a goth? Yeah, what is a goth? That's what I've just asked you. Oh, uh, okay, so so the actual goth is a lifestyle. It's a subculture. So it's not just yeah. like a, a style of music or a type of film, you idiot, right? It's a subculture. Well, that's not right? what I said. It's a person that glorifies goth. Okay, carry on. Okay, so it's, it's a subculture that adop- adopts dark fashion elements such as, but not, you know, not just, black clothing, dyed black hair, which I had at one point, right? Still I dyed do. my hair black. No, I don't. I've got lovely brown hair. Dark eyeliner. Black. Dark eyeliner, which I've, I've never done dark eyeliner, or, you know. Uh, black have- fingernails. I've had black fingernails before, but that's just because I'm shit with a hammer. Is that your pre-prepared joke, Ollie? <laughs> it wasn't a pre-prepared joke. I just thought about it. Sure. Is that when you're okay. putting up your, your sex shed in the garden? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and black period style styled clothing and a focus on gothic, gothic rock. And a range of other music genres like uh, industrial, death rock, post-punk, dark wave, and things like cyber goth as well, which are a thing as well. So, so yeah, that's that's kind of what a, a goth is, sort of in a nutshell. But it's, it started around about the, the late 1970s with bands like Susie and the Banshees, uh, Joy Division, and then okay. later on with, with Bauhaus. Bauhaus! which incidentally appeared in a film called The Hunger, which was directed by Tony Scott and had David Bowie in it. So that was, I believe, it can lay claim to being the fir- the very first gothic film. Like, What's as that? in, the one that was pur- purposefully gothic, goth. Uh, the Hunger is about okay. vampires, and it's got okay. David Bowie in it. Uh, so they like, you know, goths like goth music like Fields of the Nephilim Sisters of Mercy they mm-hmm. like such supernatural beings as vampires and demons uh, you know ghosts they probably like bats and cobwebs and wolves they like the colour black they like the colour purple red and also I think some of them quite like the colour white they enjoy yeah. crushed crushed velvet and lace so all these all these things though, Ollie, are like um like sort of turn of the century Europe. I'm just trying stuff, to though. Yeah, I'm just trying to yeah, Elizabethan, I mean? Victorian, medieval, um, you know, sort of stuff with a slash pagan slash occult. Like l- late Middle Ages sort of thing, but like where I don't know when like Dra- like Bram Stoker's Dracula was Dracula. Written. You don't I don't know. think I said Dracula. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. 
Everyone but, knows when that you know, is. around that time. But Don't a lot worry. of these things are, are taken from there, right? I mean, you get new new goths, which is just basically like simple. Like you, the 90s goth, if you can imagine that, has not very much in common with the look of the or like turn of the century Dracula types. Yeah. But, you know. Nowadays, yeah. you get all them at like mad goth conventions and that. <laughs> uh, and and one of those um, is is in Whitby in England, which is where yes. I have been on holiday. And where <clears throat> Dracula got taken in a coffin on a boat. Yeah, and the coffin ships. Like he was just staying. Well, he was staying in some like big like hotel Local coffin, and he was. Yeah, exactly. And he was looking out to sea, and he was seeing the things come in up to you know Whitley, Whitby Abbey. And he's like, tell you what, that could have a vampire in or something. I'm going to start a whole movement of goths. <laughs> and then everybody goes there and has a bloody good time. Do they? Do they yeah. have to wear well, black? No, actually, I think not having a good time uh, is part of the goth subculture. But yeah, I, never, actually, look, I, I'm not take, look, I'm not taking the piss, right? I like goth music. Some of yeah. my best friends know Are goth goths. music. Our goth music, yeah. So I actually, I actually do quite like some uh, goth music, and a lot of the things that I like are have you know been derived from goth stuff. You know, so I'm um, you know, I've I've wanted to do this episode for ages. Some of the best parts of you have been derived from goth. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So David Bowie was in this film called The Hunger. So here's here's an interesting. I've got a fun fact for you about this film. So this is the one. Like, so um, Bauhaus, the gothic rock band, um, were in this film. So you know, it is a it is a gothic film. But David Bowie said that in order to make his voice suitably hoarse for when for when he aged, you know, vampires do sort of dramatically age. Uh, so I thought they lived forever at the same age. Yeah, but the, well, if you're not seeing Bram Stoker's Dracula, sometimes he's like a, a mad latex bat. Other times he's like a young dude. And other times he's like, you know, old with a, like a kind of Star Wars haircut. Mad latex bat is part of the vampire life cycle. That's yeah. just knowledge. <laughs> so anyway, look, David Bowie said that in order to make his voice suitably hoarse for when he aged so drastically in the movie, he stood on the George Washington Bridge every night and screamed all the punk songs that he knew. He also learned cello. All of them. All of them. That either took ages or not very long. Well, I, I, I can't, you know, give you any more detail than that, but I do like the thought of, of just going to a remote place and just yelling out like, you know, holiday in Cambodia or something like that. I think that sounds quite. <laughs> yeah, that would be well up yeah. for that. It's a, it's a good it's a good vision. So. Um, Primer vision. But anyway, we've we've had a little list of uh, films that that goths might like. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quickly read out just so people can get an image in their mind of like gothy films. So we've got The Crow. Agreed. Into. Interview with the Vampire, colon, The Vampire Chronicles. Agreed. Rocky Horror. Mm. You're going to have to be quicker in with the agrees here or disagrees. No, I, I, I don't agree with that one. But it's a film that a goth generally might like. Don't know about that. Don't know if it's gothic. Somebody argued like fervently against that on the IMDb list. Okay. And we're going to get to that in Boss a minute. Boss goth. Ed, we're literally going to get to that now. Stop ruining the jokes. Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Definitely. Batman Returns. So hold on. Can I just rewind? On Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. It's a film with a goth in it, but it's not necessarily a gothic film. Right. Agree? But we're talking about films that goths might like and mm. gothic films. I Edward Scissorhands is a gothy film. It's got a goth in it. It's it's a goth film. If you agree with me, then tweet me. Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. The Adams Family. Uh-huh. Blade the Runner. The Adams Family values. Blade Runner? No. Blade. Yes. 
<laughs> the Running Man. Blade 3 Trinity. The Running Man? <laughs> oh, joking. No. Sleepy Hollow. Agreed. Oh, it has got Blade Trinity here. Uh, and final, let me see. Final. You didn't even write oh, the list yourself. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Agree. And finally, The Craft. Yeah, agree. So, okay, so uh, do you want to, should we read out this comment that's on the very bottom of this IMDb list? From the can boss. do, but also, can I just from the throw end one of level? Can I throw one more in? Mary Shelley's yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe, yeah. It's, I guess, it's of a similar ilk to um, Bram Stoker. He's got that's that's De Niro as Frankenstein. Yeah. You blow <laughs> You soak my head on, and you blow A little bit. A little bit. A little bit, a little bit. You're a little bit out of order. Um, so at the very bottom of this, there's, there's quite a few comments. Um, and one is from the like end of level boss goth uh, that you have to defeat in order to have your own opinions on, on gothic stuff. So I'm just going to read, I'm going to read this one out. Yeah. Is that all right? Sure. Okay. So this is from Leaf Cries for the Moon Rusinov. The Rocky Horror Picture Show blade a series of unfortunate events these aren't gothic they're anything with black or vampires in it this is almost an insult gothic is almost a religion to me and if you think that the rocky horror picture show is gothic are you five a gothic movie is something serious something dark that shows emotion not singing out sex and having an orgy with a sadist tranny surgeon and a bodybuilder or a black <laughs> guy that kills vampires. Silence of the Lambs, maybe. I think he's just messed up his own argument with that. Edward Scissorhands, maybe. Try sticking to those or don't label them gothic at all. I think his argument is all over the place because I'd say Blade definitely. <laughs> You'd say Blade definitely. Hmm. Is that because yeah. Blade's a little bit kind of... Oh, it's kind of difficult. Like, you know... Maybe, yeah. Being it's this vampire difficult. hunter. Oh, yeah, same, yeah. With, um, same with Van Helsing and Underworld. Underworld. It's like sort of female derivative version of Blade. Yeah. A- agree? Yeah, agree, yeah. Are you liking and then, what I'm saying? And, and someone, um, someone says... Relax, dude. That's one of the best uh, responses to him. Uh, but there we go. There's the there's the boss goths comment. So have you got a question for me? Did you say? I've got a question. Yeah. Go on. Then. Um, do you want question one or do you want question two? Two one one. Two one one. I've not got that. Many. Two one one. Yeah. Got two hundred nine less than that. So uh, right, I'll just choose one then. Um, if you had to accessorize your hands in a goth way, so that's mm-hmm. in a goth way. Yeah. Uh, would you paint your nails yeah. or get a two hinge three part decorative ring? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, actually, I'd I'd probably do both. Would you? Yeah. Would you and do it on just on one the... hand or two? Yeah, and so on on the left hand, the one that I'm not going to use as much, that will be apart where from, the apart from internet um, number threes. <laughs> so that'll be the two hinge, three piece <laughs> metal claw. Yeah, and then the thumbnail and the other fingers will be painted black. Okay, then so it's on the defi- right, definitely on the black, right hand, then not purple. Um, a mixture of the both, and then on on the right hand there will be a single lace glove. Okay, okay. So yeah. secondary question on that, and then on the two hinge three part decorative ring. Yeah. What would the design of that be? Oh, um, well, I think it might be like it. It would have the stylings of a a kind of glaive like a suit of armor style Mm. thing but wrapped around it would be a dragon (laughs) okay yeah that's excellent that's correct in fact (laughs) okay 
correct. says here that's correct. Can I give you a question now? All right. Who is the most goth wrestler? Oh, mate, there's too many. I've, I've actually got a bit of research on this. Oh, I'm glad you researched something. Oh, I've got two films to go as well, but here come the wrestlers, okay. right? So, in order of least goth to most, um, I would say... So there's Sting, right? And Sting is like a copycat of The Crow. Um, right. So he was out in the 80s as this face-painting guy like the Ultimate Warrior, but then he came back in the 90s with just the white face and the dark tears. Yeah. Um, yeah. So his his uh, look is basically he wears like a singlet with long trousers and he has scorpions on it. And otherwise, okay. it's all black and trench coats and a black baseball bat. He's basically he's basically the crow. Okay. Um, and he, for ages, used to just skulk around the top of arenas. His uh, special moves are the scorpion death lock okay. and the scor- scorpion death drop. Okay. So what, what do you reckon about him? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll move on then. Um, there is also the brood. Do you know about the them? The brood. The, yeah, uh, the is brood. it the Mali the Mali brood? No, these guys were not Mali brood. But interestingly, there's a guy called Mali something in a, in a little bit. Um, no, more okay. something. Um, yeah. So Edge, Christian, and Gangrel. Now, funnily enough, Edge and uh, Sting have both stolen their names from other people. But Edge uh, changed out of his goth period a bit later on. But he and Christian joined this guy called Gangrel, who's basically pretending to be a, a vampire. He'd come to the ring and spit. <laughs> but every everybody is pretending to be a vampire, Ian. Yeah, I wasn't saying anyone <laughs> was a vampire. I was just saying he'd come to the ring pretending to be. Right. Did Don't try and make it? me sound like the idiot, Ollie. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but there are vampires. So this guy, Gangrel, in real life, he's actually changed his teeth to be those like really long incisors. Yeah. Okay. So implants are sitting. Yeah, fine. Okay. Um, and he used to walk to the ring and spit blood at the corner th- from a chalice. Um, and then he got joined by Edge and Christian. All of them have the finisher, the Impaler DDT, which is actually quite a good move. Okay. Um, and then uh, named after Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, who would impale his enemies on a spike like Cannibal <laughs> Holocaust. Okay, so let's just rattle through the rest of these wrestlers. I know you've got a big list and you want to talk about them all, but okay, so you, you'd think not... you'd think that the Undertaker was the top goth, right? Because he's got... I wouldn't actually. No. Okay. Well, actually, I probably would say that he would be nearly the top. But I've actually been watching a little bit of wrestling this week, and I would say it would be ah, oh, who's that one? It's not Roman Reigns. It's on. He's on his team. Seth Rollins. Yeah, him. He's quite gothy. He's not goth at all. I'm talking 90s, Ollie. This is the heyday of goth wrestlers. Come on in, let's go. So, um, there's a guy... There's a guy called... Yeah, well, Christian just has the same finishing move. So, they all just wore white shirts and looked a bit... um, A bit interviewed with the vampire. Colon. Colon. The Vampire Chronicles. But the top one is this guy called Kevin Thorne, who for a little while was called Mordecai. Okay. Well, goth. Uh, so now he wears like sort of all red and stuff, and like kind of like looks oh, still red. looks well goth, d- dark, like uh, goth dyed black hair. But um, on pitching his idea to um, Vince McMahon about what he was going to do, he said, "I told Vince my idea of religious zealot who was enraged by sin. I laid out the idea of long coats and a cross, almost popish, and even vignettes and." Conf- of, of a confessional where I punch through the confessional booth and choke out the sinner. Vince's eyes blew up and he looked at me and said, holy shit. <laughs> I mean, it's rubbish. He also like goes on to explain that he had, uh, Vince McMahon had the undertaker come in and watch him do a promo to kind of like right. sort of do an interview and show that he could really be goth. And all he does is say, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And uh, Vince loved it, and the taker, uh, Undertaker basically gave him a nod, which he says here, which meant I did something great. <laughs> so 
So anyway, I think people should look up Mordecai. Uh, there's some really embarrassing things of him on TV from the early 2000s. And just uh, just so one he, more... He's a top goth wrestler. One more side question just about wrestling. Just a really quick one. I mean, you know, uh, you can just say yes or no if you want. So in the wrestling, has a wrestler's Johnson ever popped out of his pants live yeah. on TV? Yeah, well, maybe not live on TV, but there was the penis suplex, which um, was, I think, either Mick Foley or Al Snow. No, it was Al Snow was being given a suplex by Mick Foley, who was Mankind. Yeah. And he was wearing a singlet. And because in order to pick them up, you have to pull the, like, sort of spandex tights. Yeah. He pulled them up. And instead of just having his dick out, he had his dick out upside down in midair for, like... (laughs) A good few <laughs> seconds, and loads of people saw it. And I don't know if it was on TV, but it was definitely seen by lots of people. There's a whole chapter of Mick Foley's book about that. Okay. But, I mean, it's a rarity, isn't it? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Precautions okay. are taken against on? it these days. Shall I tell you about a film? Yeah. So, I've looked into Dracula 2000, which uh, IMDb says the official title of is Dracula 2001. <laughs> what the fuck is that all about um, so do you want the official synopsis go on in. the official synopsis a group of thieves break into a chamber expecting to find paintings but instead they release the count himself who travels to New Orleans to find his nemesis's daughter Mary Van Helsing you sure it says count yeah okay. to find the count himself <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could add Danny Dyer in it. So yeah. So have you seen this one? Have you actually what? got anything to say about it? What have you got to say? What have you got to tell me about this one? Yeah, well I've seen it. It's um it's really bad actually. Um it's um Wes Craven, I think, but it's really bad. Right, yeah, you 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 might yeah. Okay. But I watched it and it's it's got Gerard Butler in it, so I mean Gerard uh, Butler Is he the a, is he the count? Yeah, he is the massive count. Um, yeah, he's a total count. And he has like a really sort of long ringlet-y style haircut in it and he's very pale and he wears lots of white shirts that are open all the time. But I have some uh, of your yeah, normal okay. craply research stuff for this one. So here's some um, here's some parent's guide. Nice, uh, this is my banter. Carry on. I like a it. woman tells a man she can see the outline of his penis through his pants. This is in Sex and Nudity. Yeah, where she taps the man on the shoulder and says, oh, sorry, no, this sounds weird, but I was just standing over there and I can see that you're, uh, you're, you're, you're Johnson through your, your white linen trousers. I can, see your John- I can see the uh, beautiful outline of your Johnson. And he's like, fucking... Is he a Scottish <laughs> vampire in it? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but his accent is no doubt mangled in some way. Um, okay. So here's some violence. Two men are killed by traps with bloody results. (laughs) A man is thrown into a mirror. He is hurt, but not bleeding. He is later seen killed with a stake in the neck. Lots of blood here. (laughs) Brief clips of a man being nailed to a cross. Uh, Okay, fine. A woman is seen drinking blood from another woman's neck. And uh, a man cuts... a (laughs) A man cuts off... A woman's head with a pair of scissors. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, what a pair of scissors or shears? I mean, how the woman cuts off a head. What's uh, he yeah. sleeping for? Just says scissors here. Just says scissors. Do you remember those scissors you used to get when you were, you know, when you were at like primary school and blunt you had ones. those scissors that, yeah, blunt ones that just couldn't cut anything. Just it, snipping, just snipping for four or five days to get the head to come off. It, it basically folds paper. Yeah, I mean. It'd be really difficult, but you'd be using like a, a celery-based sound for that for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it on that. I've only got one so other. What, film, what do you think you... to Bram Stoker's Dracula? Because I actually think that that one is like almost the ultimate goth film. You know, you've got the amazing costumes that are just fantastic. They're quite well. The the uh, the person that actually uh, designed them was was born in Japan. Uh, Jason so Bourne of the, in Japan. Yeah, Jason Bourne in Japan. So actually, a lot of the stylings, when you look back at the film, you know, you've kind of got uh, Vlad the Impaler's 
like mad kind of suit of armor which looks very japanese and obviously all of dracula's um all of his like his get up and and the hairstyles everything has got that sort of aesthetic to it uh in fact you'll be interested to know that it's exactly the same costume designer uh from the fall and the cell as well so the uh, cell is on the lists of goth films as well but yeah, it I mean is. the costumes are mad good in Cell and uh, the Fall. But they're well. mad, they're mad good in this. And actually, someone on on uh, the the thread on Facebook said that um, goths like the aesthetic. So a lot of a lot of goth films need to have like the costume or the aesthetic. So, and I think Bram Stoker really has has that. Uh, it also has also has uh, Keanu Reeves in it. Yeah, as some kind of whoa man whoa dude I'm in Dracula's castle it's, it's so bizarre when you look yeah. back at it whoa dude it's Dracula does he actually do that in a, I can't in a remember way, yeah, I have you, seen it and that's that's the performance that he's given he's, he is just like bewildered that he's in Dracula's castle dude yeah wow. I, I would quite like to rewatch it sometime soon yeah yeah no, definitely um, oh Wow. So I've also got just one more little fun <laughs> fun fact, right, from uh, <laughs> from this. So so in the scene where the heroes burst in on Dracula and Mina, which I guess is one of the wives of Dracula, uh, Dracula turns into a bat-like creature. This is his latex bat form and frightens the heroes out of their wits. Gary Oldman has problems with this scene, feeling constricted in the suit and not very scary. (laughs) So, Francis Ford Coppola told him to whisper something scary into each cast member's ear, which Oldman did with relish. No one knows what he said to them, but they all look absolutely terrified in the scene. Do you have any idea what he might have said? I... (laughs) I aerated your soup at lunchtime with my fart. Yeah, well, I was thinking that as well. I think he may have said something of just, I have just let off in my bat suit, and then squeezed his, his like, you know, the bits round the eyes to say that it's coming out of there as well, mm. just to have a real horrific image of fart eye, coming out of eye gas bat's eyes. And then I think you may have said to uh, Keanu Reeves, "Speed two is set on a cruise liner." Yeah, and that's why that's why Keanu wouldn't go on that film because he was so traumatized to learn it in that environment. And you're and it's gonna feel really slow because cruise liners, by their very nature, while fast. <laughs> don't have the surrounding environment to look like them for the sense of speed for the sense of speed and he and and he just you know when you watch that film of speed they've got he's got it on us yeah so when you watch that film back you can that's what they're thinking they're absolutely shitting it they are Shitting B-Rex. So I've only got really one more film. I mean, we've we've got the craft, but I've I've just got. A, I want to do you a quick question just before we jump into anything else. Can I just give you? If you went into a hairdresser's right, and you asked for an Owen Wilson, would you be confident in what you'd get? <laughs> uh, I, unless unless the hairdressers can work wonders, I yeah. think they'd be struggling because they would have to. Make my hair grow right. first to get an Owen Wilson. So I mean, has does he? He always has the same the same hair. He's the same hairman. Yeah, he's never method acted ever. Um, yeah, he's never had a short back and sides, really, has he? Or actually, no, he did in a black. Oh, not oh black yeah, yeah, yeah. Way, way behind back. En- since then, behind enemy lines, he did have. In fact, I've got the DVD here, and I can clarify. So it's like it is like it's not quite a number one or anything all over his head it's more like a number four on the sides and then yeah. it's quite it's long-ish cut on the top which um, would really yeah, never probably... pass military snuff in reality but no that's it would it wouldn't know but that, that's probably the shortest he's ever had it so me maybe the hairdresser would say look i can't do you a starsky and hutch i can't do you a meet the parents or even a no escape but what i can do is I can get you close to behind enemy lines if you want. 
I'd I'd be saying no. But Ollie, my second question to you is hair related as well, but in a okay. goth way. Um, okay. So, what goth movie haircut would you go for if you had enough hair to go for it? Um, like your Owen Wilson films question last week, I'm going to give you some suggestions along the way. So, okay. <clears throat> you can go for an Edward Scissorhands style back homed Robert Smith look. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like that. You I'm can go, go for, for, for now. the, like the crow's center parted long hair, <laughs> yeah, which is classic. basically what you've got right now, but all swept to one side. Yeah. Um, you can go for Wednesday Adams pigtails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you can go for all nails, just nails implanted in your head like Hellraiser. Yeah. You can go for parted ringlets like Stuart Townsend from Queen of the Damned, or basically the same haircut from Dracula 2000 that Jared Butler has. Yeah. Um, I might go for Wesley Snipes' haircut in Blade. Mmm. Okay, so that's like short on the sides and then a kind of mohawk, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, The other thing about goth hair is like the the late 90s ones, there was all ringlets and that, but then after a while it became like straightened hair. So if I think of goths, I think of... um, I quite often think of Tom Cruise as the vampire in interview. The stat. The stat, yeah. Um, The stat man. But like, it's just straightened and it has this sort of like very unreal, unnatural sort of look to it. Yeah. They all have okay. super straight hair. Anyway, fine. Right. I had some quick notes on Queen of the Damned. Go on in. All right. So Queen of the Damned, um, the vampire Lestat becomes a rock star whose music wakes up the queen of all vampires. Yeah. So music stars that were involved in this, Jonathan Davis... Yeah. Of Corn, Marilyn Manson of Marilyn Manson, David Draymond of Disturbed. Like to say, also not a goth. Marilyn Manson's not a goth. No, David Draymond from Disturbed isn't a goth. Marilyn Manson, I'd say, I'd say, is more like one. But then he's an art goth. Yeah, art goth. Yeah. Um, And then Static X and not not non goths. There was some Linkin Park involvement to some extent as well. Yeah, not goths, yeah. No. That's kind of it. There's a bunch of other people, but I don't rate them, so I'm not going to mention them. I've got some got some stuff on Queen of the Damned. Um, sexual content. Two girl groupies are brought to Lestat. He seduces them, but nothing sexual occurs. So he's okay. sitting, sitting there with a mad stiffy in his pants. <laughs> Raging. raging semi yeah raging semi um, a non-graphic no nudity scene between two vampires they're together in a bath covered in rose petals she rises from the water indicating yeah. oral sex may have occurred how does that happen underwater oh, she, oh so she's been underwater yeah like the, like the scene in Alien 4 yeah she rises from the water in a sex way um, and then in the violence, okay. this is a horror movie. People are bitten. Blood is everywhere. Vampires explode. <laughs> Etc. That's it. Need Think I say just like, more? Look, mate. Yeah, need I say more? All right. What else have you yeah. got? Okay, so I've got the crow. Uh, so I rewatched this one again the other night. Um, so I used to watch this one a hell of a lot when I was younger. So I used to watch this and The Lost Boys almost back to back. Now, The Lost Boys also comes up as a, a goth film, but it's probably more Motley Crue, if we're being honest. The way that they're dressed, you know, with the hairstyles, the ripped jeans, the leather jackets, you know. It's a mishmash. The it's a crossover. It's a bit of a crossover, but the goth, the goth is strong in The Crow. However... Watching it the other night, it's actually still a really good film. I think it looks amazing. Wow. <laughs> um, the, the design of it is, is, is brilliant. He's, he's great in it. But the film is like Robocop. He dies, he rises again. It's the Jesus allegory. Gets revenge. Yeah, it's, I mean, I was watching it, I was just thinking, you know what? 
this is this is basically Robogoth. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't pre-written. That is, uh, that, oh, mate, you just said that. Like, as the second I was going to say, that's your pre-written joke for the week. It's my second. No, but it, it's very much like Robocop. And even like, so you know how we were saying basically like... Um, what about an idea, Ollie? What about Edward- Goth Cop? Goth Cop, okay. So... <laughs> Like you were saying, that Edward Scissorhands isn't massively like a goth film, but I think almost in a way, The Crow kind of straddles that same line as well because he is a kind of gothic character in this world, and and like up on the rooftops and and all those kind of vistas and the final battle on the rooftop, which is, you know, on the church, which is very uh, last action hero with a child dangling for, you know, because they might die if they don't finish the battle soon. But in a non-ironic um, way. Yeah, so he's so he's like a kind of a a gothy sort of vigilante type person, but everyone else in it is like they they're in RoboCop. They're like a RoboCop villain. They're like just scumbags, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it's it's really good though. So obviously Brandon Lee tragically died uh, during the filming of that, which was pretty yeah. Like when you you know when you watch it back, you see how many uh, bits that they had to sort of fully CG his face and get uh, See, the thing is, I've watched in. it a lot of times and I never really noticed No, it. which bits, because it's really good. It's Obviously, it's really well done, you know. But you're and just the, after saying you watch it back and you see where they've had to do that. Well, you don't well, see no, it. The, the, no, you don't, you don't see it, but, you, but all right, so they, they did have to do it like sort of a fair few times where he's like so, putting his makeup on and he's looking in the mirror. All of that stuff is digital, digitally composited. Really? Yeah. Okay. When he's and when he's also like when he's falling out of the uh, the window and you can see his you see him like kind of ah like hands grubering down to the ground. Or, also not not him. Or the end of Robocop. Yeah. So he's uh, you know yeah. So that was a a pretty bad one. Um, but it's a great film and I, I reckon that you should go and watch it again. Although um, in the movie, which is based on the comic The Crow. None of the birds used in the film were actually crows. All of them were, in fact, ravens, which are much larger than crows and have a longer, more impressive beak. His name is what? Eric Draven? Eric Draven, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Um, I've thought of a better name than um, Robogoth. Crobocop. That's pretty good. Yeah, thanks. Crobocop. Yeah, um, so I mean that's that's pretty much all I've got. I did actually have one, one more thing, which was I did have um, bad voice edit of the week. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you just want to end on end on that as an ender. Okay. Let's yeah. Do it. So, so this is um, so they've wrapped up shooting on the Han Solo Star Wars individual film, um, and this is Ron Howard's. Well, this is a, just a, a small bit of Ron Howard's message to people saying that they've they've wrapped it, um, and you can clearly hear. It might take a couple of listens, but you can clearly hear where they've had to splice something out. I don't know what it is, but you know, we'll have a, have a play. Hi. Well, as we wrap up production, I just want to take this moment to to thank an incredibly talented. Well, as we wrap up production, I just want to take this moment to to thank. Well, as we wrap up production, I just want to take this. Moment I just want to uh, uh, this moment. I just want to, but it, it's on that wanna. So I reckon he's just he's just let loose with the blue one. He's. I just want to fucking thank everybody. <laughs> and they're like, Ron, you can't swear. It's Disney. So they've had to chop out. I reckon. I just want to fucking thank F. everybody who's worked real hard in this movie. In this fucking movie. I just want to fucking douse myself in the tears of the extras. Yeah. No? And I, I just want to say to everybody that I fucking step onto this fucking film set at the last fucking minute after those two clowns messed it up and tried to turn it into a comedy film. I reckon that's probably what he said. I actually had a listen back, Ollie. Yeah. On the on the Twitter video, and yeah. earlier today when you sent it to me, it seemed like there was a glitch. Now I'm watching it. Doesn't look like there is a glitch. What the hell? There is a glitch. Mm, I'll go rewatch it, mate. 
Because we've had our we've oh, had what? our segment and it still stands on its own. Because we still imagined what he might be oh, saying if, on set. What if we've just, you know, offended Ronnie Howard? What if we've just both suffered a Mandela effect where actually nobody remembers the glitch but us? It's so annoying. It's like Do you wanna... an interview with a vampire. You know what, Ollie? That's probably the spookiest thing that's happened on this episode. So on that note, we're going to leave people yeah. with a real shiver up and down their spine. Um, but if they want to tell us how spooked out they are, they can get us on facebook.com forward slash guys on film. Uh, and on Instagram and Twitter at GOF Podcast so just let us know what's going on also if you don't mind go and bloody talk to somebody and um, tell them about the podcast and when you're doing your um, Halloween door to door sort of um, candy what would you call it hold up candy hold up alright old folks give us them snack size Mars bars Um, just say to them oh and you know what something else download the guys on film podcast so just aggressively door to door over Halloween if you don't mind yeah do a campaign a little, kind of little campaign trail yeah a tirade okay. yeah Halloween yeah. guys on film tirade um is that it yeah I'm feeling goth all over yeah me too I'm waiting for you to say bye okay bye bye You're allowed to say bye as well.